0: Welcome Ryan Thank you for for coming in So I'm keen to hear your story About how you've, you've got to where you are With your football journey So tell us about your story
1: Yeah so originally um, I think I started playing football Because might as well start at the start yeah. um, From nine years old uh, Plymouth Argyle All the way through to I think 17 I got into the first team um, and then had a bad back injury and kind of left there, got sold to Brentford at the age of 20. From there, went on to Southampton, um, which was a big club. And from there, a few other clubs playing. So... I think Bradford Leighton Orient yeah. Colchester Crawley around this area yeah. uh, Yeovil and Torquay okay. um, so yeah a fair few football clubs in my playing uh, yeah. days and then from them retired and the love of the game really and kind of my knowledge, background in how I developed, just took a real keen interest really from playing in, in the coaching side and managerial side, tactical side. Um and it was something I really wanted to get into. Yeah. So straight away jumped on my um badges, B and A license, started coaching within Plymouth Academy. Okay. Um Start from the bottom so to learn the whole thing so 10s 13s 16s um and then kind of figured well what's next um so from there i took up the job at south devon college and Torquay united 18s okay um just to get a wide range really of coaching coaching foundation phase um youth phase and kind of you know developing my skills throughout all and, yeah um and yeah I, you know I guess realising through all of that what part of coaching I like what part I think is really valuable um, and what parts can get lost in in child development, player Mm. development and through what age groups Um, so yeah that was my coaching background and then kind of come across these guys and Mm. I think I guess hindsight timing sometimes it's the luck of the draw and kind of perfect timing for me and I think the way their model and their philosophy, and you know their model that they've put in place here, yeah. aligns with really my values of football and how I see um, player development. And it's kind of yeah, hand in hand. Fingers crossed, will go really well.
0: Yeah, well, if if you do as well as they have done in Tamaridge Wells, then it's gonna gonna fly, which I'm sure it will. Tell us a bit about Trinity School, then. Tell us about the facilities and, and what what you can offer there.
1: Yeah, so the facilities, the location is absolutely outstanding.
0: Yeah. So, so where is it in Devon?
1: Um, so it's just up from Torquay so about 10 minutes from Exeter so it's kind of perfectly central in between those mm. two um, towns and cities. So uh, right on the coast, so easy access to the airport where obviously, you know, international students can fly. Yeah. Um, and also obviously Exeter is a very cosmopolitan city, yeah. um, a lovely city um, to visit. So yeah, it's located really, really well. Um, and obviously the benefit of being right by the sea, of, of in the water yeah. comes in handy. Um, and it's, you know, a very safe place. I think you kind of, you know devon in general the southwest has become extremely popular since covid because yeah. um you know i think a lot of people have realized the beauty and kind of you know that work balance type people have relocated there and yeah. um, that's kind of now passed on and it's a thriving area because mm. of obviously the beauty and kind of what it can offer mm. families and um, young people growing up yeah yeah so you mentioned earlier about what you, you sort of finding out what you liked about
0: coaching and what what sort of thing you'd like to pass across to to, to the youngsters about how they play their football what, what are your favorite bits of it what
1: it's, uh, yeah so for me individual player development so right. f- it, it I've been on a journey where I come through Plymouth old school very men- mentally i had a um, Scottish manager so everything was done about uh, around based around mentality okay you know being mentally sh- strong enough being able to cope with the workload yeah. um, to be able to cope with the demands of professional football mm. um then later on in my career, I moved to Southampton and, you know, the knowledge and expertise there was obviously another level we had yeah. at the likes of Lilana, Luke Shaw, um, Schneiderlin, uh, Jose Fonte, you know, high caliber of players coming yeah. through, Ward, Prowse. Um, and it really opened my eyes to what football really is and okay. what I've lacked really in my player development. Mm-hmm. I was mentally tough very athletic, but I hadn't been taught the technical aspects that they have, the real detail, the hidden gems of higher level football. Yeah. Um, And going in there, you know, it, at 23 I was I, yeah. I had to learn what they already knew mm. at the age of 14 so yeah. they could keep a ball better they were technically better their vision was better um, their general knowledge in terms of um, modern day football was more advanced than what mine was Okay. so yeah I mean there was a guy called Dean Wilkins who was an absolutely outstanding coach Ray Wilkins was his brother um, oh is that I didn't know that ok right yeah so um Added yeah. huge value to me. Uh, done, yeah. A lot of one-on-one uh, work with me because that's what I needed at that moment in time, mm. and I've kind of took that on into my coaching. And yeah. it, it isn't until you look back, you think, well, they had, had the value they added, and then Pochettino was Pardew, brought me in. Pochettino then come in. He was obviously a you know a very good coach and very good manager. Yeah. So that knowledge, um, and then obviously with Matt, you know, growing up in I guess from Arsene Wenger, you, you're very fortunate. That you can you've you've got that knowledge and that experience from them, yeah. and that's yeah. what's really added value in in terms of my coaching growing up. and okay. how I see coaching, how I see player development, mm. um, it can be very uh, coach driven in terms of success gain related for the coaches' benefit yeah. of how they're perceived and their kind of progression and you know, jumping up the the ladder, if you like. Mm. Whereas. That isn't how it should be. That isn't how you're going to develop kids. Unfortunately, winning mm. games. Obviously, it comes hand in hand. You need a winning mentality, winning games, and developing the player do work together. Yeah. But it is very much, I think, game related, game based, driven at times. And this program, especially, is you know outstanding in the fact that it offers probably something extraordinary, which doesn't in the area down my way. That's for sure. Okay. In developing players in a high level knowledge. Um, that that one-on-one kind of detail they need specifically just for them to develop
0: yeah and your connections with um the town ta- that the football clubs that you mentioned down that way if you like um that makes your school more accessible for people um from those clubs whereas you know from f- from the London clubs it's a long way for them to come down to Devon isn't it you know they're not going to do it so yeah, yeah, yeah as
1: such but then I also think you know your borders there's a lot of, a good boarding school um mm. boarding area for the school mm. and I think it offers again something a little bit different in terms of look there's a lot of competition in, yeah. in London there's a lot of clubs yeah. to go with that but there is a lot of um, competition and that can get lost down to Plymouth and Exeter for example beautiful area loads of talented football players mm. um, two very good football clubs in terms of their the, the youth set up um, but it isn't as saturated area for football numbers yeah. so there's that less competition mm. and if you can get the right coaching in the right places you know it, it, it's a, certainly a good environment and a good catchment area for those clubs also yeah. and then you know not too far you've obviously got your your Bristol clubs mm. and you've got your kind of full-time semi-professional clubs in Yeovil and Torquay so um, in terms of opportunity and pathways it's, it's a very good area
0: yeah yeah um, and
1: girls and boys yeah,
0: yeah. But girls' ladies football is so popular, isn't it now?
1: Especially, yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's absolutely grown. And again, in the area, it's perfect for girls' football. I mm. think it's a, a really good. We talked about the environment at yeah. um, Trinity. It's a perfect environment for, for girls and boys, but more so, I think girls because the gap for academies. Obviously, boys can go from 16; they go into academy football. Girls don't. So, it's that 16s to 18s gap, yeah. and yeah. that's where I feel as if Trinity can bridge that gap for the area in Mm. terms of the talented girls to get the extra coaching to get that um expertise of higher level coaching um which they wouldn't necessarily get. And I think that, that age group in girls' football gets lost a little bit.
0: Yeah. So the, the, the football programme that you're starting at Trinity, has it started or is it about to start? Or?
1: It's getting up and running now. So it's okay. just putting everything into place um, for this year. It okay. is a very much new va- venture mm. in place, but facilities that obviously, you know, the, the, the ownership group's back in the fact that it, it, it is you know kind of facilities are going to be of a high quality in place and you know employing the right people so it is certainly going to be um an extraordinary football program which you know the school certainly buying into
0: yeah how do you um i I asked greg this question on the last podcast which i'm intrigued about about um people that have a dream of being a footballer because i'm sure it's a lot of many kids dreams isn't it and they come to a school like yours and they work hard and they don't make it um, you have support with mental health with that and things like that yeah it's yeah.
1: something that um, at Beachwood they mm. put into place so they've got okay. a mental performance coach if you like who comes in and helps and I'm sure you know private school that they've got that mental health support system already in place as well yeah. because it's a high caliber of school mm-hmm. um, so it's something which especially on football young kids Isn't it? It, it's a mm. high pressured environment at times there's a lot of expectations from parents outside factors you put what you put on yourself social media whatever yeah. else yeah. so all um, these dads standing on the sideline
0: going come on exactly <laughs>
1: that it's um unfortunately it's part of the game which mm. you know it's best to educate parents at times as well yeah. and yeah. you know um there is certainly you know the mental side uh, of child development is huge yeah. so it is something you know we certainly part Place a high value
0: on mm. and, I, and, I, and I think with what you're doing with with you know halving the football with the academia as well you know they 've got that you know they 're going to learn as well about you know just just you know having an education whereas some maybe back a long time ago it just football 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 without an education
1: that's exactly it. It? I think that again that 's where this works perfectly mm. because you're getting a high level of education mm. alongside the football mm. um, well the football alongside the education more, more yeah. importantly and Look, kids aren't—they're not going to. Not a lot of them are going to be professional footballers. I think everybody no. knows that. But it's yeah. what, how we do to get them to reach their ceiling height. So, what it, does that look like for each different child? Is completely different. Yeah. And can we maximize their potential? And that's what we're here for—to mm. um, make sure that you know no week, you know no month has gone by wasted. And it's yeah. kind of that is what I think that this program offers. Yeah. Ne- compared to other programmes in the fact that they do have that individuality and it is very much, you know, treated extremely important week in, week out yeah. alongside their education. Um, so, yeah, they, they certainly work hand in hand, that's for sure. Do you still play football? and you know, Out of school, when you get time? <laughs> no. Not really? <laughs> uh, I, I retired, I was playing part-time for Truro for a little bit, not, not long ago, yeah, and yeah. I kind of hit the point where I was like, I'm done. It was around the COVID time. Hit, okay. COVID hit me and I was yeah. like, well, right. stop embarrassing yourself. Yeah. yeah like <laughs> I'm done now. You're meant to be me. this expert. But <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: well, So so if anyone wants to um, get in touch and start with the program or coming down to you, they can just get in touch via your website, via the Trinity um, details on the website yeah exactly mm.
1: that everything will be coming out in terms of our brochure and okay. uh, all the detail very soon but right. I'm also just get in contact with the school Yeah, um, because I'm sure you know especially that, that we've got the board inside of it which is there's been a lot of interest in that so we know we're going to have a high level of um, football program it's now reaching out to the local community and um, making them aware of you know w- what's going to be on offer and kind yeah. of um, the level of what's on offer f- for to them and um, yeah progress from there
0: nice it sounds really cool i'm looking forward to seeing and hearing more about it as it as it as it develops and hopefully chat to you again another time i want to talk to matt now as well so we're going to get matt in because i want to learn more about how you work together um as a team as you know you've both got great football skills so thanks very much um
1: thanks ryan and um we'll we'll see you in for another podcast soon but let's get matt in